Welcome to a new episode of Catching Fire, How Teams Win, your favorite podcast about team performance and company culture. Today, we have with us Alex Bormuth. Alex is the Global Business Segment Director at Molex Germany. Glad to have you, Alex. Hey, Moment. Great. Thank, thanks for being on your podcast. Very much appreciated today. Thank you so much, Alex, for being here. By the way, Alex is a dear friend of mine, and I know that he's a great leader. And I know that we can benefit a lot from having him here today on the podcast. So, and by the way, I'm thankful to you because guys, we have to mention right now, Alex was on a business trip and he just came back and he's doing it right now only to help other people gain from his expertise and experience as a manager and leader. Thank you, Alex, really for jumping up, uh, jumping here on the podcast and doing it. I know you are having a tight schedule. I really appreciate it. Yes, yeah, thanks, Mohamed. It's, it's great to be on and to help others. So I very much appreciate having the time today to, to speak to you and your audience. So very much looking forward to our joint conversation. Thank you, Alex. Let me start with the first question, which you told me about before in 2021, if you remember last year. You told me that one of your goals was to improve your personal relationship with your team members and some other people in your life. What was the reason or the backstory behind this goal? And what are the strategies that you followed also to reach this goal? Oh, well, that, that's a good question. And I'll need to separate or I'll need to break it down a few, in a few elements. And you remember when, I mean, sometimes going to New Year, thinking about what, what could be done different or where, how could we change or adapt or I would say be better humans with our employees, but also with our friends and family. So it's so always thinking it was very much in December 2020. Yeah, now we are 2022, but it was in December 2020. Think about, okay, how can I be? connecting more to people you know sometimes we lose track in, in our work we get so focused on execution especially during this pandemic a lot of the i would say uh, interpersonal activities were slowing down as we are all virtual like we are today in this podcast so i was in belief hey i need to do something different and to be able to connect more with people so for me it was very much i would say making up for this gap the pandemic came up with but also the strong focus we always have on the business and, and our i would say execution to, to really take more care about the interpersonal relationships. Yeah? I felt I lost something there and I want to make up for this. Yes. Were you having a specific strategy that you followed in order to make sure that you are doing any uh, deliberate uh, steps, for example, in order to strengthen these relationships? I, I think it, it was, there's no, I would say, again, there's no, no size fits all, but very much what I was thinking of is, I mean, it, I would say on the strategy side is, to really understand what's important yeah, and, and especially who is important because we typically know what's our to-do list for the day. We know this 10 things we need to need to get done. But I think we, we I would say on the strategy that we're thinking on who is important for, for you as a person, for you as a team member, for you as a, I would say, performer, contributor and understanding which are the most important people in your network where you want, I would say, improve relationship and where you want to make sure you also allocate time to them. And then, I mean, as I understood, basically, the important things, so that's very easy. Yeah? I think the challenge is, again, what's the important people, and then making time to, to speak with those. It's not about the next joint, I would say, breakfast or uh, coffee in the afternoon. It's more about making sure you have one-on-one -on -one time with an individual where you can have an open conversation, deep conversations, and get to know each other in a, in a better way, but also have meaningful conversations. So the strategy I, I followed was a bit more or less team calls or less group calls, but more one-on-ones, being able really to, to have uh, time for, 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 for your team, but also for your friends and, and, uh, and other people in your network. Yeah? It's making up time 
that was, I think, the key. And, and being honest to yourself that this time is then also used for a personal conversation and not for the next to-do list to, to check in. You told me also, by the way, about this topic, that uh, one of the things that you are trying to do when you started thinking about strengthening your relationships with others is that you didn't go all in with everybody at the same time. No, you just tried to choose some few people and start small in order that you are trying to focus each year on some specific individuals to strengthen your relationship with them, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's very true. I mean, I mean in, in my personal, I, I have... Unfortunately, not too much time, and, and there's some some elements. There's a time for the family, yeah. Yes. We want to expand, make sure we, we allocate the, the sufficient time to our beloved one. We spend time with our families, our kids, our wife, yeah. So that's very important for for me, and I'm sure for you too. But kind of understanding who's important for you in your network, in your friends, uh, you know, with network of friends. I've been very selective. I have not thousand friends, but. There is a few people I want to lean in, and, and thankfully uh, we were able to reconnect as after our, I would say, long period of time, we were able to connect and, and we were able to rebuild, I would say, or, on our past relationships and expand on this. So I think being selective and don't go all in, yeah? Look for one, two, three, four, uh, five individuals you may want to reach out more, you want to have, I would say, a virtual coffee or just meet for, for, for an evening call on a Friday or Saturday. I think being, being selective and understanding which individuals I would say uh, give you energy? Yeah, where yes. do you I would say where do you gain energy? But also where can you help them? Where you can you provide energy to them to help them to to go go ahead? Not in business life only, but I mean it's also about us as a person, individuals that we have good peers to to exchange, have meaningful conversations with. So I think that very much helped me that you don't need to connect to twenty people. Yeah, if you have a few one, two, three, four, five, that's most what will make a big difference that you have people to reach out with and, and have yes. good conversations. Yeah. I fully agree. Okay, let me ask you as a director, you have a global team, I know this. So how do you make sure that your team is engaged? Do you have any specific rituals or routines that you follow? Uh, you have challenging questions for me today, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, being engaged is, is you cannot be, how should I say this right? I mean, or in a better, mean more, more better way. I mean, engagement is it's like a wave; it's going up and down. Everybody has, I would say, good and bad days. I mean, yes. I think important is that overall the engagement is there's more positives than negative mm -hmm. uh, in the balance, and and we all need I would say, have to cope with different challenges as a global team. Yeah. Uh, but also with, with friends which are around the world. So, I mean, as a, as a, as a leader in, in, with a global team, what, what I'm trying to do is really to understand uh, the challenges, opportunities each individual has. Yeah? Yes. It, it's business life, but also there may be some personal challenges where, where we need to help and, and support them with. And then really important and, and also reflecting on the personal the topic we had before, how to connect and reach out to people, to spend time with those individuals uh, frequently, not one time a year for end year result, but yes. more on a weekly, each second week that you spend time with them, understand what, what makes them tick, but also what where you can help and develop them to grow. Yeah? I believe one key is to keep people engaged is to really listen and understand um, what they have in front of them yeah? and then give them guidance uh, and, and lead by example that you can understand or you can share perspectives areas of focus, or I would say, 
lessons learned you got in your personal life yeah, or in your business life before, which they may you're going to use and adapt to, to, to help them to proceed. Yeah? So keeping engaged goes along with me with, I would say, helping to develop and grow the individuals and to make them, I would say, better humans to, um, to, to be engaged is, is, is the key in this. Yeah? So uh, if I understood you correct, you are trying to to speak more with your team members, not only at the end of year review or the or the or the mid year review. No, you are trying to do more, and you are trying to get them in a meetings or virtual calls with you, where you are discussing uh, before anything else some things relevant to their uh, different uh, aspects of their lives, and not only uh, getting directly to the point regarding their uh, work issues, right? Yes, absolutely. I think that that's key. I mean, we, we haven't through, I mean, it's pandemic changed a lot here. Yeah? I mean, through the pandemic, we got very mechanic and things. Yeah? We go into the call, we have the agenda, uh, and we follow the agenda through, and then we close the call, we go to the next call. And there could be days where there's calls back, back to back over the afternoon or over the day. And and I think what we need to get back with, if, if we stay in a virtual hybrid world, is if we really make sure the human and the employee, the individual is, is at the center of what we do. Yeah? So understanding who's important yeah, for, for, I would say, as, as, a, as an individual in your team, yeah, who's, who's helping the organization, who's helping the programs, uh, who's helping others is, is key. And then you want to make sure that you spend sufficient time to understand the individual and, and help them to, I would say, to, to grow and to um, uh, to to um, uh, develop their capabilities, yeah, but also very much as a human on, on the soft skill side. You see how many times you repeated the, this these some specific words in, in in your answer in the first question and the second one is speaking about being human, spending more time with people, trying to understand them on a personal level in order to understand their powers, for example, or their their strong points and their weak points, all of these things. And these things, from my own point of view, we are missing it a lot at the meantime in our corporations. Uh, because as I said before, and I'm repeating it over and over, the people, you, we teach the people how to uh, deal with us. So if right now I have, let's say, a manager and this manager is coming uh, all the time, I know about this manager that he is all the time on point. He doesn't want a lot of discussions or she doesn't want a lot of discussions. Uh, uh, they want to get to the point directly. They are, for example, maybe a little bit of, um, let's say, uh, harsh or anybody who's trying to open up with them any discussions. Then when I meet this person, even in the corridor, I will not try to say hello, even though he's my boss, because I will be worried if this is wasting his time or this is the right thing to be said or not. But if I go to, for example, your office and they know that you are giving me the space to speak and that you are willing to listen to me, not only at work uh, in uh, work relevant issues, but other issues also, then I will be open and willing to share with you also later my problems and challenges and we can work on them in order that we solve them and my performance can improve. And this is part that we are missing at the meantime. We are trying, we are, we are doing it in the wrong way. We are trying right now to say, okay, we need speed, speed, speed. And we are trying to squeeze the speed on the, on the, on the price of the human relationship between the people and uh, each other. Mm -hmm. You understand what I mean? And this is the wrong approach. No, you are supposed to, speed is yes, important. Doing what you have to do is important. But at the same time, the, 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 the human touch is important. And knowing more about the people that you work with is very, very important. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think what you, what you say is, uh, and I think we need to think about this more, more I would say, frequently is 
it's not a sprint. Yeah? I mean, in the business world or also in the private life, it's 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 marathon, right? Yeah, you yes. want to be healthy, you want to retain individuals, you want to be able to have long term success, and you you're not in for for the next hour or for the next day or for the next week. So, so it's very important to to focus individuals to perhaps take short term sacrifices to be able to withstand long term. Yeah? And that also means that. I think we as leaders and as humans, we acknowledge that not everybody has a great day each day. Yeah? And that we need to, I would say, support our team members and, and I would say step in if, if they cannot. And then uh, even if you are not great at it, yeah, be able to take a task of their to-do list and help them if they have difficult times to, to, to execute. Yeah? So it's, it's very much being a partner and a coach rather than being somebody who yeah, gives only direction. For sure, we need to give direction, but we know to also demonstrate how this direction can be executed. Um, and, and I think, yeah, there is challenge in our, our world, in our business uh, and industries. Um, but as more people, I would say, drive change and, and apply a different model to it, I'm sure and confident that we'll be making an impact on the, on the long term. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Okay, let me ask you, what do you usually do if you discovered that the performance of one of your team members is low or it was high and then suddenly it dropped, what are you going to do? That's, I mean, that, I mean, that, that for sure happens. Yeah? Uh, and it happens in, in, in many areas where, where I would say the performance is, performance cannot only go up. It's like the stock market. It's not going all up. It's, it's, it's sometimes going up and down. And I believe it's important to understand as a trend, yeah, is it somebody who has been, uh, has been, I would say, performing very strong over a certain period of time, and now it's dropping a bit? Yeah, is it exhaustion? Is it, uh, is it lack of focus? Is it, um, I would say, uh, lower engagement? I think the key is to understand the why. Yeah, and, and you don't want to, I would say, you don't want to uh, understand the why if if somebody is not performing one day. It's more. On the on the on the period of time, how is the individual developing and performing, and, and if it's going the wrong direction, yeah, over I would say a certain period of time, you you really want to understand the why, and, and it's not like to judge this individual and, and say hey you don't perform. It's very more to understand and have a conversation, and you would have this. I think if you check in with your people frequently, you have the process conversation. You understand why people may perform high, where they get energy, where they I would say lose energy, and and. As a leader, we need to understand the why because this makes this this shows us what makes the people tick, and based on this, we can take an action and I would say provide coaching, consulting, um, uh, perhaps also job or role change. Um, and, and I'm sure I mean you and your um, uh, audience would select the, the right appropriate me measure. Yeah? Yes. Um, so the why is the most important one. The, so let me put it in, in specific steps. Let me summarize it. Uh, you said that at the beginning, you will start to see if this is something happening temporarily or it's happening over a period of time. And then if it's happening over a period of time, you will go to this person and try to understand exactly what's the reason behind this. And of course, uh, I just want to mention point here, coming back to our first two points. If you don't have trust already with this person, and if this person is not uh, feeling comfortable speaking with you as a leader because you built this bridge before that you are able to give and take and to discuss, then no matter how, what you're going to do to ask this person why you are not performing well, he will not tell you the truth. 
So, but, but this is not the story of this one. I'm just trying to explain to the listeners that building trust before will help you get through this point later. Because when you start to understand the why, the employee himself or your team member will be eager to share with you directly and honestly the why not trying to play politics and not trying to hide anything from you because he or she is worried about your about the consequences. So this is the second point, which is the why, as you said. And then the third thing is to offer help through you or through, for example, external support, like, for example, coaching or consulting from outside. And by the way, because I know you very well, I want to give you credit for something else. You are as a person is not a person who is only working when someone has a, a low performance or there is a trouble. No, I see you dealing in different situations with people who are good, but you wanted to help them by offering internal or external support so that they are becoming great. So it's not that they have a problem per se that you want to solve. No, you're so potential and you believe that you can push this person with his or her potential forward. And that's why you, you involved yourself or you try to in, in, engage with this situation. And this is something that I admire about you. You understand, Alex, really, that you are not waiting only because most of the people only deal when there is catastrophe. Something terrible happened, if they move even, but this is not the case with you. You, understand? you are trying to interfere even in a in, 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 in positive way, not, not when there is a catastrophe, but also to help the person reach his or her potential. So I admire this, really. Thank you, Mohamed. Very much appreciated. And, and, and it's... Uh... So thank you. Yeah. And I believe you said a very important thing, and, and perhaps this is a topic for another podcast, but that we didn't touch, touch on trust. I mean, all of we discussed, it's, it's all foundation is trust. Uh, and I want to expand on this shortly because to, I would say, your audience and also future leaders out there, uh, don't sacrifice trust. Yeah, Without trust, there will be no, no, I would say, you will not move the people. So you need to make sure that you have trust and you are trustworthy, but also that this is honest. Yeah, I mean, the trust is there is there is only one way of trust, and it needs to be honest. Yeah? And and I believe if you focus on this, you will make people support you and, and grow with you uh, as you as you help them on the other hand. Okay. What if you have a top performer? And this, by the way, important question, million dollar question, because it's happening everywhere in every organization. What if you have a top performer, but his or her behavior is toxic? What are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, there's lots of, I would say, uh, articles out there on this topic, and, and I would say research, but I mean, for me, it's, it's key, if, if somebody's toxic to the organization, to the team, there is, there is not acceptable, yeah, people who are toxic shouldn't have a place in an organization, because think, think about like this, I mean, you may have a top performer, which is toxic, yeah, and he's, he or she or is doing, is doing great, I would say, uh, has a good, I would say, um, delivery on, on tasks and to-dos. Yes. Great track record, yeah. But what would this do to your team? Yeah? I mean, your team members, uh, they may don't may don't want to go to the office. They may, uh, I would say, quit. They may gonna move the company. So uh, there shouldn't be places for toxic employees and performers in the organization. So I think if if there's a toxic one, you really need to take a hard action first get the feedback, understand that this, to this the toxic uh, behavior is true. And then it's, 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 a, it's a, I would say, in brackets, easy decision to make. Yeah. So you will not close your eyes? Oh, no, I, I think as, a, as Leah, this is, uh, <laughs> you, this is a topic where you should, should never close your eyes. Yeah? Because we said before, we are in for the long term, we want to make change. Yeah? So you can't sacrifice 
your full team just to create another great track record with this individual. Eh? So um, it's not acceptable and you need to act on it. Eh? And, and again, I mean, you may you may need to have help because this is, uh, if you do it the first time or if, if it's new for you or you haven't experienced this, there's many people out there who can help you. And, um, but again, I mean, think about if you would be the team and you would need to deal with a toxic supervisor or toxic peer, you you would feel good about this and therefore as leaders we need to identify those and, and take action I, I i want to tell you my own opinion about it how for example i always recommend or advise managers who have to, uh, toxic team members to do what i advise them to do is first to speak with this person because by the way this topic or this problem happens a lot and specifically in sales in sales departments mm. in big companies. You understand? You have a top sales performer. He is getting his quota or he is achieving his goals, he or she. And then after this, um, uh, because the company wants sales, they are, uh, or the leaders want sales, they are more tendent to close their eyes and ignore because this person is getting money inside the company. You understand? They are bringing revenue. And I always advise and say, this is not acceptable. No matter if you are winning now, you will lose later. Okay, it will affect the morale of the team members, or the other team members, and it will change, let's say, uh, the picture, not the picture, the, 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 the criteria, it will change the criteria, the people will be, they will not know what should they do in order that they become top performers or climb the career ladder. If they saw that this person is treated in a different way and he's having a toxic behavior, they can think, okay, this is the behavior that we need to follow in order to climb the career ladder or to be the beloved people in this company. And I always say to the people, this is not, or the leaders, this is not acceptable. And the first thing that I totally recommend all the time in a, in a simple words are first, you, after confirming that this is toxic, you go and speak with this person. This is standard. And then you start understanding why he or she is engaged in this behavior. And here's the fun part. A lot of times he or she doesn't know why he is involved in this behavior. So he will not give you a direct answer or she. And they can also give you the wrong answer, not because they are trying to mislead you, but because they really don't know. It's exactly if you go to somebody and tell him, why are you buying from a specific website and not from the other website? They can give mm -hmm. you several uh, answers, but I promise you most of them will not be the right answer because they are just buying unconsciously. So for them, they are trying to logicalize the reasons, but in reality, they don't know. They are just behaving in this way. So you try to understand from him or her if they have an explanation. And then after understanding, no, you don't trust this explanation 100% because maybe they don't know by themselves. And then after this, you start as a leader coaching this person first by telling him, okay, let's work on it together. You don't go to this person and tell him, change your toxic behavior because telling him like this way or something like this, it's like saying to somebody, be more confident. Okay, what should I do to be more confident? I, I will forget it as, as soon as I go out of your office. So I have to listen to you and then we'll work on it together. Maybe you need as a leader to spend more time, dedicated time with this person over the next coming 12, uh, sorry, uh, three, four months that you are meeting with him several times per week instead of uh, one time or none. And then you start putting an action plan, you and him, but this requires from you as a leader that you understand human behavior and how to change behavior. And then after this, when you are working with this person, step-by-step, step, you start putting deadlines. It's exactly like a project. Are we able to change this behavior? How much we are changing this person until this point? If you see small changes, you continue. If you don't see small changes, then the next step is to get somebody from external to try to help. If the external didn't work, then you have to take 
a hard decision regarding how to proceed with this candidate. But there are four uh, steps. They look simple, but they are not easy at all. Mm -hmm. They are not easy, but they require attention and they require that we act immediately because this person can impact a lot of people and not only in his team, but also uh, in, the, in, in the bottom of the organization. If I, have, if I have, for example, an organization, a superstar salesperson, and he's dealing as if he's owning the place, no matter how toxic he is, and he's getting the best sales record and all of this stuff, and he's praised by the management, the junior people who are coming at the beginning of the 20s, they will look up to this person. And you will not only have a problem in your team, but you will have a problem at the, at the bottom of the organization, the starters. And they will try to imitate his, his or her behavior. And then you will have unconsciously another problem at the bottom of the, uh, of the what's called, of the hierarchy. That's why it's important yeah. to deal with it. I think you made one point there, which I want to, to reconnect with. Uh, I mean, looking at toxic behavior, yeah? Um, I mean, if I take you uh, there, it's, I mean, there's toxic behavior which lead to an exit direct, directly. Yeah? There are things which which are which you don't want to accept and tolerate in your organization. People you where you see there is definitely no way to change this. Yeah, uh, and then you you had things where I would say you may have behavior which have which can have toxic elements where you say okay, there's chance that you can I would say address and, and uh, address those. Yeah, see so what what's important perhaps also for for your audience is. I mean, there are things which, which lead to an exit or I would say leave the company because it's not acceptable. Yeah? And there may be behavior, uh, behaviors which have elements which can, can be toxic or can turn to be toxic, which you can work on and address with the coach, consultant, or through a, a supervisor's process. So we need to be very careful on, on, on where we try to fix and where we uh, lean in and where we take a hard action on a certain employee yeah because um that said that toxic is a is a has a broad bandwidth yeah and we need to be uh need to take care uh, and to be honest to ourselves once we as leaders assess uh what's happening and and, and how to deal with it moving forward yeah? i agree fully agree Alex. okay the last question to you Companies nowadays okay. do a lot of restructuring and optimization, restructuring and optimization. Uh, they optimize processes, merge uh, teams together and so on. When merging teams together, what is the first thing that the leader needs to focus on? Only the first thing. Talk to the, talk to the team members, understand the culture. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, you merge and you, I mean, I'm not big in sports, but if you merge two soccer teams, I'm sure there's, Elements of cultures. Yeah, if you want to bring new new team members together, you need to understand the history. Yeah, and how do they connect? And then build bridges. Yeah, just copy and paste old processes from left to right will will not do it. Yeah? So understanding having conversations uh, is very important. And our, if I look at my bag, uh, I would say my past life uh, during my career uh, when merging teams, it was the key was to have when you when you start to do to have this deep conversation spend time with individuals across the hierarchy levels don't talk to leaders only don't talk to the people uh, lower in the hierarchy only have have a good 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 session where you can connect one to one and really understand what's working good what's not working good uh, to to build a bridge and connections between the two teams and then form a new top performing team yeah 
I fully agree. Really, it's very good. And the funny part is what, or the ironic part is what, see how many times you start, we spoke today and you answer by saying, talk to the other people. We have the answers, but we don't do it. And we overcomplicate the things for ourselves. I was having, I was having a discussion with somebody several days ago. Okay, he's a leader in the USA. And I was saying to this person, you know, what's the biggest problem that we have? You know what? I told him that we enjoy overcomplicating the things in order that we look cool. I don't, for example, as a consultant like me, I have to come to you right now. And it's not enough that I tell you, hey, uh, let's do something together. And you understand that I'm knowledgeable about this thing and I have experience with no, it's not enough. The, the more that I will show you complications, for example, by showing you, hey, these are the 10, 20 steps that we will follow. And I write you abbreviations that you will never understand. The more that you will appreciate and feel, oh, wow, this guy is really an expert. I cannot understand anything that he's writing. It must be hard and complicated. And this is unfortunately the trick that we fall in all the time. The, the, the key is simplicity. And simplicity means going back to simple roots. And the root says here, talk. Talk to each other. Speak. As you said it, you answered it several times today and speak about it. Baking relationships, talking and doing. Yeah, it's not as easy as, as it seems because you need still tactics, tactics and, and strategies behind how to talk, how to address different people. Yes, but the answer is still there. That's what I mean. Absolutely, absolutely, and and I'm also on my growth journey here. I'm not I'm not the level where we want to be, kind of as as leader. But I mean, you said it's like, I mean, the key is to really look for having these difficult conversations because they will not go away. They will get. I mean, the challenge will get worse if you if you if you don't address it. So having the difficult conversation with your friends your family, your colleagues, your peers, your, your leaders, your supervisors is key. Speak up. Yeah? And, and I cannot imagine on uh, where, where I had cases where it turned worse afterwards. So getting the word out and having a conversation often helped to unlock a situation and, and figure out a pathway forward, which, which benefits, uh, I would say, your peer, your colleague, but also you as a person. Yeah? So... That's key, and I think if we focus on this as as leaders, but also with the audience, yeah, to speak more, to uh, have more meaningful meaningful conversations, this will do good uh, over the long term in the in the organizations we we have in front of us. Yeah. Thank you, Alex, really for answering these questions. I really appreciate it. I don't have any more questions to you at the meantime, and I would like to ask you if you want to say anything to the audience before we close. It's up to you. If you don't have, then we can close this uh, uh, interview together. Tell me. Yeah, I mean, every moment. I'm, I'm very thankful to to be with you and to to be able to be on your podcast. I think for for your audience, I think uh, be open, yeah, uh, listen, yeah, uh, be human, yeah, and 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 balance your, I would say, um, your, I would say your um, uh, your communication, uh, your performance, and your, I would say, um, uh, your your style. Yeah, be agnostic to 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 your peers, your colleagues, mm -hmm. and and I'm sure. Um, you will do, do good. Yeah? So thanks for being on. Yeah. Alex Bormus, ladies and gentlemen, the Global Business Segment Director at Molex Germany. Thank you so much, Alex, for being here with us today. And I hope to speak to you again or to get you as a, uh, as a guest here in one of the next upcoming episodes of the podcast. Thank you so much, Alex. Thank you very much.